Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesdays, 12 p.m. with First Seder Bis Medrash, firstseder.org. Wonderful program. Join them. Starting a new Masechta soon for uh, Omid Yoimi. So, and many other programs. Um, become a part of it. Special welcome to our Torah. Anytime viewers and listeners, Be'ez Hashem be joining the share. This series has been sponsored by Rebitzik Saflis, Bottom Line Marketing Group, Pesachos, for himself, his family, the listeners, and Kla Yisrael. Okay, moving along in our sort of series here of Chachmei Ashkenaz, and especially those <coughs> who were very instrumental in our Minhagim and our Psakim. Last week we did the Sefer Ha'ogor, Rabbi Yaakov Landau. And now this week we are going to go to the Maharik. We mentioned him last week. And another prominent Paisik that when you learn Mishabura, you learn Shulchan Aruch, Ramah, and Beis Yosef for sure, um, is constantly being quoted the Maharik. Rabbi Yosef Kalon. Maharik, Merenu Rav, Rabbi Yosef Kalon. So, the Maharik's father's name was Rabbi Shloima. In Shairish Kuftesvav, his chuvas, his main chuvas, he calls them Sharashim. So when I refer to Shairish, I'm referring to the chuvas. Um, he calls him Abba Mari, my father, Moifes Hadar. The uh, Moifes Hadar, the Gadol Hadar. In Shairish Samachtes, he's talking about a Sefer Torah, that the taps of the letter Aleph and the pays um, would not... Um, we're not touching the main part of the letter. And um, so he writes over there that, you know, in certain halachas, in letter recognition, if we're not sure if it looks like the right letter, you could ask a child. A child who's not so smart, they're not so young, and you're able to ask him. So he says, in this case, asking a child doesn't help because we clearly see that it's not written properly. The top of the aleph, the yod on the top over there, must touch the body. So it doesn't work. And in fact, if you look in Ramah, Simen Lamed Beis, if Tezayin, he quotes that from this Marik, from this Tshuva, that says you cannot ask a child in such a situation. So he continues in that Tshuva, writes, Hine Meir, and I could testify, Kibishavliu, I'm not even sure what city it was, Shin Vav Vav Lamed Yud Alev Vav, Al Yadi Hayamaisa, there's because of me there was a story. Shiyagiu Kami Sifratira, there are many Sifratira that had this problem and they fixed them. And my father, Zikrain Alibracha, was there as well. Even though there were a lot of people who had trouble with this, I guess they said, you know, this is how it's always been written, so why do we have to correct it? But I will be made that we corrected. Um, I made sure they corrected it, and my father was there. Seemingly, he's bringing his father as agreeing to him. Again, calls him Moifes Hadar Moiri Avizal. He was clearly from one of the Gedoli Hadar. In Chidushi Marik Al Hasmag, um, page 303, they bring over there Heilach Pichuva. Here is a Chuva. Ho'eshal Agaldo, the great tree, Marein Rav Shleimai Tarbut Zatzal. That was his last name, Tarbut Tes, Reish Vez Vav Tes. Aviv Shalai the father of the great tree Marik Zatzal. So, what's the name Colon? Colon? Marik, Rabbi Yosef Colon, where does that come from? So, 
Um, it's interesting, in the end of Simon Tess, in the Chuvas Chadoshes, Chuvas Chadoshes are newer Chuvas that they found, that they go with Simanim, they write, Hutak Ois Ba'ais, this was copied letter by letter, from a Chuva, Shekasa Varava Goyen Mara Goyla, Yosef Kalon, Ben Meren Rav Shloyme Tarbot Zatzal. So his father was known as Shloyme Tarbot, and his name is Rabbi Yosef Kalon. And also over there on page uh, 261, they write, Elaim Chuvas Marin Reb Yosef Kalon Tarbut Zatzal. They call him Reb Yosef Kalon Tarbut, because that was his father's last name. So the truth is, the word Kalon in Italian is uh, Colombo. That's the translation. Colombo is a yaina, is a dove in uh in, in Italian. In fact, it was I saw somewhere they even had like a, a, a record from one of the cities he lived in and it was written over there in Italian, Colombo. That was like his name. So it's not really clear if maybe his name is actually Yosef Yoina and somehow Yoina got changed into Colombo or Cologne was the Hebrew eyes version of that. So was it a personal name? Did he make it his family name? Not 100% clear, but he does refer to himself as the Yaina. In Simon Memtes, he writes, Vayishlach al is writing to the person who sent him, the Shiloh, you sent it to the Yaina. So he refers to himself as a Yaina. And in Sharish Ayin Beis again, Mufna. The Yaina didn't find a time, a, a, a time that was... Uh, able to be uh, to answer the Shiloh. So he refers to se- this himself as the Yaina. So again, we're not sure again, is that like a familiar na- a family name that he called himself? Was it Taka a personal name? And his name was Yosef Yaina. Not 100% clear, but that is the name Cologne from the name, from the word Colombo, which means a Yaina. He was born, Be'erech, we're not sure, around the year 1410, Kuf He was born in Sarfas in France, near in the region that borders with, with Italy, um, southeast over there of France. Um, like he, when he signs his name in Simon Mem, he signs his name as Hatsar Fati, the, the French one. And in Sharish Lam Zion, he writes, Any person who's, who's uh, Bal Nefesh, concerned about himself, he should be careful about this, and especially us, the French ones, we in France, they uh, were accustomed that this is Aser. Like the Paiskim in Sarfa said, and that whatever that situation was talking about, that they went with the Psak of Rabbeinu. Tam, and we are those people. We are the Tsarfatim. Um, <clears throat> now, besides for his father, who he calls Maivis Hadar, and it seems he learns from him, in one place does he mention one of his Rabbeim. We're not 100% sure exactly who this person is, but obviously from the Gedalim and Sherish Kof Nun, he writes, when I wrote this, Lo Yisya Idea, I didn't know Shadvarim Hoyamagiyim that my letter would get El Hanichba to the honored one, Mayri Haravra Mardchanasan. Vim Hayisya Idea, and if I would have known, so I would have written certain things, Hashayachim Elov, that were uh, revel- relevant to him. I would have written in a more humble and uh, and a dignified way. Because he is a Rav Visar Gadol and a great prince in Kla Yisrael. So again, we're not 100% sure who this Ramadchei Nasan was, but it seems he calls him Meiri Harav, he calls him my Rebbe. Now, the fact that he had Psakim from his father 
they bring a manuscript from one of his Xaviad, from one of his Talmidim, that he wrote um, he wrote to the Marik, Shamati Alecha Lemar Shetimdait, I heard from you. I heard about you that you said we should measure something with a trefa. You should measure a certain way. Because this is how your father, Reb um, used to uh, used to do. So it seems that this was understood that he had a mesira and he learned from his father, Reb Now. <clears throat> I want to clear up a uh, misconception. Again, this is not my clearing up of it, but I want to relate to you clearing up of a mis- misconception. In Shem Hagedolim of the Chida, he writes as follows: Ubekayre Hadiris Kasev. In the Sefer Kayre Hadiris, um, he writes: Shemishayrish Kuf Samach Gimel from Shayrish from Chuba Kuf Samach Gimel Nirish Ayatalmid Maril. It seems that the Marik was a Talmud of the Maril. Vilasa says the Shema Gedolim, and this is not true, Ki hi marivayl, because that tshuva in the Marik is really a mistake. It's not the Marik's tshuva, it's the Marivayl's tshuva, we know already, the Marivayl, Talmud Muvak of the Maril, and by mistake it was put in the tshuva's Marik, so people thought that the Marik was writing it, and he writes about his Rebbe, the Maril, says the Chidah, it's a mistake. Umaril kadim la Marik, and the Maril was much before, not much before, but he was before the Marik. Just like the Gain Marain Rav Tzvi wrote in a Tshuva, that's referring to the Chacham Tzvi, as we'll see in a moment. And he asked on the Shvus Yaakov. Now, what is this referring to? In Shvus Yaakov, Chelekal of Simon Sadi Beis, he's handing a Shaila over there, and he says, the Maril, Kevin Shaloi Ro'at Marik, the Maril didn't see the Chuvas Marik, Amrina, we would say, if he would have seen the Chuvas Marik, the Maril would not have argued on the Ma- Marik's Psak. Now, in Chelek Beis, um, <clears throat> he... Um, in Chelek Beis, he answers the Chacham Tzvi. The Chacham Tzvi wrote to him about this tshuva in Chelek Galav Tzadi Beis. And he writes to him and he told him, You made a mistake in simple things. Number one, you made a mistake, quoting, because the Seder Hadairist that says that the, um, that, the, um, that the Marik was the Talmud of the Maril, he says, Dovri Yodua, he says that's a mistake. It's well known the Maril was much older than the Marik. It's possible the Marik was even born after the death, the Petira of the Maril. Now the Maril, as we know, was Nifter in 1427. According to the the um, the uh, estimations here, the Marik was born in 1410, so he wasn't he wasn't born after he was Nifter, but he was younger than him. Um, so that was the Chacham Svi said that uh, Shavuz Yaakov made a simple mistake. So Shavuz Yaakov answered and he says that, uh, no, it could still be even if the Marik was later, but he has a truth about it. And Lemaisa, we could say, if the Maril would have seen been alive and seen that later tshuva, maybe he would have been maida. He would have been. He would have agreed to it. So he says that's not a good taina. And then the Shavuz Yaakov brings a proof. What do you mean the tshuva's Marik 
quotes his Rebbe, the Maril. So we already established that that's a mistake. That's the Marivayal. So that's a mistake too. And he continues and he says, the Shus Yaakov, he says, and even though the Marik died in the year Reish Mem, 1480, and the Maril was Nifter in 1427, in it's possible they still knew of each other. Maybe, um, maybe uh, the Maril had... Um, Maybe, I'm sorry, the Marik had real Arichas Yamim, and uh, he was alive in the times of the Maril, and maybe he knew the Maril, and it was a Talmud of the Maril. You know, again, he was still under the assumption of that Shuba was correct. So he says the fact that they were Nifter um, uh, 53 years apart is not a Raya that they did not know each other and come across each other. But as we have seen, that this is clearly. Um, um, the fact that he's a Talmud of his, and it's probably not even Mistaber that he um, that he really uh, came across the Maril at all. Okay, now in Shirish Kufnun Tess he writes, "Zachrini Shabimei Neroisai." I remember when I was young, Bikanbor. Kanbor is Chamberg. Chamberg is southeast France, um, which it seems that's where his father was. That's where he grew up. Was in that area. In Shairish Kuftesvav, he writes, this is talking about going to the mikvah in rivers. He says, I could be made. I remember when I was a young child. My father was living in a certain place. He doesn't say where this place is. And that place lived another big Rav, who was a Galda Batayra, and he knew a lot. There are those I saw, I want to say maybe this was the Maril. There's no, inc- there's no indication that he ever left Italy and went to Germany, Bechlal. Even though he calls the G'daylum of, of, of Germany, Rabbi Seinu Sheba Ashkenaz, but the Italians, they were Ashkenazim too. They were from that same, the, 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 I'm sorry, the French and the Italians, where they were all from, from Ashkenaz, from, and they weren't Svardim. So therefore he calls them Rabbi Seinu Sheba Ashkenaz, is not a Raya. Um, so there's no real indication that he was ever in Germany, and therefore there's no reason to say that this Rabbi Yaakov Levi should be the Maril. There's no proof to that that I'm aware of, um, that it should mean that. But anyways, so he says that he was in this city, um, and uh, or they, we lived in the city, it sounds like, for a little bit, and there was this uh, Gadol Rabbi Yaakov, and the minig in that place was to be toivel in the rivers, even in the rainy season, which is a problem in Alacha, because there's more rain than actual river water, and then the rain water is moving, so that is Zoichalin, and you cannot go to the mikvah. Mikvah by definition means, mikvah means it's, uh, it's, it's all collected in one place and stationary, so you can't go, it's a big problem. It's a big shail in Shulchan Aruch, not going to go into those halachas. But, Vekarba Abazal Aleim Tagar, and my father, he got upset, he says, what's going on over here? That Rabbi Yaakov Levi, he was trying to find many at Terim because this was the meaning of the place. He says, and they argued about it for many, many days. This one brought a ride this way, this one brought a ride the other way. They came to a, 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 a pshara and they made next to the river a mikvah. And the river water would flow into the mikvah, and they would be able to then close it off. And now they had a mikvah there. And during the rainy season is when they would actually go into that, into that mikvah. So, but here he's relating what he remembers as a tinek, as a young child, not benarusai, like we said before. Naris is a little older, tinek when he was a young child. And it sounds like also he didn't say which city, but he says b'makamechad. He was living in a certain place. Very not clear.
Um, <clears throat> now, in Shairish Kuf Memtas, now it seems the historians write that his family moved around a lot. There was a lot of Tsaris in that area in France, whether it was when he was young, whether it was when he was a little bit older as well, and perhaps even married. There was a lot of moving around. In Shairish Kuf Memtas, he says, Kosafti, um, again, they bring a raya because why Why wasn't his father in in chamber? Why was he like Dar B'makamechad? Maybe he moved around. Again, very not clear. In Shairish Kuf Memtas, he says, I wrote B'derech Sara, I wrote originally to you in a very brief way, Yanki man Savoya. Savoy is, uh, is, is, the city is about uh, 70 kilometers east of, uh, of Chamberg, but it's, it's a region. The whole chamber, Chamberg is in the region of Savoy. At that time, it was under actually like a duke, the Duke of Savoy or something like that. It was the whole region, but he was saying we had to run away to Savoy because there were bandits. I thought you knew about this already. So I had to write very briefly because I was running away from these bandits. Now, it seems that eventually he left the whole area and he went towards Italy, you know, northern Italy, which is towards the east over there. And at one time he became a Malamed Dardiki. He was a, 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 a Cheder Rebbe, a ch- teacher of children. Like, see, he writes in Shirish Ayin Beis at the end, he writes a whole poem almost. It's a whole long paragraph. Starts off, Ani Mikra Dardiki, I'm a, a, I'm, a, I'm a Malamed. And he goes through the a whole poem about himself. And in the middle he says, Okum I get up to the sound of the birds. He says, I don't sleep a lot because of the work I have to do. Um, a play on the words of Yaakov Avinu. Um, and at the end, he says, um, and it's a whole long, 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 uh, beautiful poem about what his life is as a, uh, based on Psukim, what his life is as a Cheder Rabbi. He says, The signature of the one who doesn't know much about Gitin, about receipts, about Shtaris. I'm not Mikridariki, all I am is a, uh, is a Cheder Rabbi, is one who teaches children. Now, obviously, even though he was the teacher of children, he was already someone who knew to, who knew that people knew to ask these shilas. It was a shilin hilchas gitin and uh, to answer these shilas. So he wasn't just uh, you know the simple a simple cheder rebbe. He was obviously someone very big at the time. Now, um, in in Savoy, one of his talmidim writes. They bring a ksavyad that we mentioned before from his Talmidim, that he writes that uh, what happened in the Beis HaMedrish in Savilon, which I'm assuming is just another variation of Savoy, in Reishchav Gimel, this is in Kislev of Reishchav Gimel, is 14, uh, 1463. He says, I remember when we were learning in the yeshiva, yeshiva, and there were there Rabbanim, and there were Chaveirim, and Bachrim, and Tamidacham Leroiv, many Tamidachamim, and it was brought in front of us along, and Umayri Rabbeinu Marik was there, and he wrote Salakshira, he wanted to be Machshirit. Now clearly he says this was the year, this was in 1463, Reish Chav Gimel. So he wasn't so young when he started his wandering um, to, to, uh, to Italy, um, so it sounds like he was in France for a long time. That's what it would seem to me. Now the the um, the the historians they write that he was the first rabbanus he had was in a place Paimonti, which is in northwest Italy. It's called Piedmont today. And but I personally did not find any proof that he was a rav there. I don't know much sure where where it comes from. The only thing I found that he was there. And again, as you as you merge from from. Uh, from the area of Savoy, France, and you go then 
eastwards, you've passed through this area called uh, Piedmont, which is, was also another area there on the way into Italy. The only uh, indication I even found him being there was a tshuva from the Mari Mints in Simon Tezvav. And it's talking about the concept of being Paris al Shema. You find this in in uh, in Shulchan Aruch, Simon Samach Tes, of being mighty people who weren't Yaitzi Chazar Sashat and Berchus Kriyashma. And he says, V'chein aminik pashu b'paimunt, she'achar tefilas atzibur, after everyone davin, someone gets up, he goes to the Amud, and he's mispalot to be mighty the people who didn't hear Baruch and whatever originally. V'chein re'isi gamani, I was once saw this, umari kolon, hayyid v'esak nezes, the marik was also in the shul, does that mean he was the rav of the shul? I don't know. Um, and this is what happened. But the the uh, Marie Mintz adds, but the person who does this should not daven in the same place where the first Chazin davened, because it looks like that the first ones weren't being Yaitse, their uh, their um, their Chiyov. And if you look in Simon Samach Tesefalif, in the Ramah, he brings that detail that you shouldn't stand in the same place. He brings from this Tshuva Marie Mintz in Simon Tesvav. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Now, in the Sefer Chayi Yehudim B'Italia, The Life of Jews in Italy, page 262, he talks about the most Meforsim Yeshiva, the most, the biggest um, um, well-known Yeshiva in Italy was the Yeshiva of the Marik. He says, Kinira Nadida and this yeshiva wandered with him wherever he wandered. So the Marik continued wandering throughout Italy, and he had a big yeshiva wherever he went, and he took it with him. In Shuvas Matnas Matanas Badam Simintes Vineha Loyazim, the Loyazim, the Kami Goine Oilam Beneam, and many of the Gainim amongst them who prat Marik, Shayatsar Fati, the Marik, who was a French person, Vigarbi Bologna, and he lived in Bologna. Bologna is a city in northern Italy. So here the Matanas Badam is saying that the Marik was in this city of Bologna. Um in, now, from there, in the Sefer Tairasen Shal Rishonim Gitin Taflamid Dalit Amid Beis, from the Talmud of the Marik named um, Rev David Modanya or something, he writes there of Yosi Be Meshre. When I was in the city of Meshre, now Meshre, they say, all everyone says, is near Venice, which is again northeast Italy. I looked for it on the map, I couldn't find it. They said it's a low, small little place near Venice. He says, Yutzak Mayim, I learned Tyrell the Akadish Marik, Reinu Halakalamaisa. And he's writing this on a Tysis over there, as we'll see in a moment, that we saw Halakalamaisa, that the Marik wrote a get for a Jew, Shenishtamed, who became unfortunately a Christian. And he wrote his Jewish name and he added the Khalshum Khanicha de Isle. And any other name or nickname that he has meaning his Gaiusha name that he, he started taking on, that's included. V'chein roi lasis, that's what one should do. Now, Taisis over there, Lamedal Amabez, brings B'Shem Rabbeinu Tam, a Yisrael Mummer, when you write a get, Rabbeinu Tam writes, Chalilu lahasker sheim agiyos, chatz v'shalom to write his Gaiusha name, b'tayras moishu v'yisrael. So the Marik, um, this is what this Talmud is writing on this Taisvis, that he saw Halacha Lamait, so the Marik wrote his Jewish name, but he added in any other name or nickname, Vichol Shum Vichanicha de Islay. The Lekaj Yaisher in Chelek Aleph 68, Vichain Siva Marikulin Bemaistre, Bemaistre, Lases Halachi Laretz, the Marikulin, the Marik, and Maistre also said about Hilchas Erevin, Alachi, it should reach the ground. And when did he write that? He says, I wrote this on Zion Tammuz Reish Chav Zion, which is 1467. So that means to say already before 1467, the Marik was already in Maestre. Um, 
In Chubas Chadosh, Simimim Ches, they actually have the text of a get the Marik wrote in Maitre. He writes, Teves, it was the Teves, Shnas Chameshas Lovim Mosayim, the Esrim Vitesha. So this is Reish Chaf Tess, it's 1469. In uh, the, 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 the count in the city that we write over here, Maestre. And he calls him Rebelezer Bechol Shum Vechanicha. This might have been actually that get that was being referred to before. Why? Because they bring over there a footnote. They said of a Gillian, they said on the side of this get it was written, or on the side it was written Sefer, that why did he write Vechol Shum, any name that Vechanicha that he had? He says that's not normally what the Marik wrote in his Gitin. When you learn his Gitin, nowadays we, we actually write in. Rachman al there has to be a get, we write in these names. But when you learn in Shulchan Aruch and you learn it in, in the Rishainim, that's what he just added in, Vechol Shum Vechanicha. But he says the Marik usually did not write that. So the whoever wrote on the side over there says, why did the Marik do that? He says, because something when there was a rumor that this person was uh, converted to Christianity. So therefore that's why and because he was Masupik, if that's true, he added that in. So that might have been that story from before that we quoted from the Talmud in Hilchas Gitten there. Now another thing interesting, just Derech Agav, it says over there, another thing was that he said, the Marik wrote, you have to write Meshtre with four Yuds. Mem Yud Yud, Shin, Tes, Reish, Yud, Yud. Four Yuds. Why? Because he said, if you're going to write it only with two Yuds, it's going to be read as Mishtiri. He had the Nakudas written in there. And that's not the name of the city. One Yud makes me. If you want to say May, so then you have two Yuds. And it's, since it's Meshtiri, it has two Yuds in the beginning and two Yuds on the end. And whoever wrote this in says, another thing is, I heard from one of the witnesses on this get, that the cipher and one of the lines, the last Yud was in the margin. And the Marik said it's possible and to rewrite um, the get. Interesting also, Halacha Nilchas Get. Okay, so based on all these dates, they estimate that about the year Reish Lamed Aleph, which would be 1471, is when he got to the city of Mantova, which is pretty central northern Italy. We're all in like, not in the... Uh, you know, Italy has like a top to it and then becomes down like the boot. All of this that we're talking about is pretty much in the top area of Italy, um, the northern part of Italy. Now, in Mantova was Rabbi Yehuda Meser Leon. We mentioned him last week. He's also called Rabbi Yehuda de Leon di Napoli because later on he ended up in Naples. We talked about it last week by the Augur. At that time, he was known Meser Leon. Now, why was he called Meser Leon? He was a Galdabat Teira, this Rabbi Yehuda, and he was also a doctor who received permission from the ruler, the Caesar, the Caesar, uh, the emperor, to... Um, to actually um, to uh, make other doctors, you know, to uh, to 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 give uh, other Jewish make other Jewish doctors. He was also Zeicha in I, I'm sorry Zeicha. He also became a knight, and the word Mesar is actually knight. So that's why it's called Mesar Leon, Knight Leon. Um, he was knighted by the king. Now an interesting Shaila came up in this uh, with him because according to the um, laws of, of Italy at the time, doctors wore a special type of cloak that showed they're a doctor. It had a color to it. It was almost like the me'il of the Kaingadol. It was it had a front and a back, and the sides were open, like an open vest. It was called a kappa. Um, and um, he wore it, and he made his, anyone who made a doctor, he made them wear it. And there were a lot of people, Taina, that it was the Isra B'chukisem going in the ways of the Goyim. 
So the Marik wrote a very fundamental tshuva in the to show its mutter. This tshuva, if you look in Yeridea, Kofayin Ches, in these halachas, the Ramah says, Going in the ways wearing their clothing is when they wear it for pritzos, or kegain like mabushim adumim, red clothing. Red clothing is a pritzos thicker thing. It's not a tzniyas thicker thing. Avodavr shenagul teyalis. This is Ramah talking. Something that has a purpose. Kegain shedarkon shemishu roife mumcha. Like someone who is a doctor. Yeshle malbish miyuchet shenikabai shu roife uman. So he wears something, a special cloak that shows he's a doctor. Mutter lelife shei. The Ramah says he's mutter to wear it. What's the source? Marik sherish peches. Along you say this to kachuva, and that's brought lahalacha. But now you know the background of why the Ramah picked about a doctor because this shuva was actually written on that case. In the year Reish Tesvav, which is much earlier than he got to Mantova, but just to understand the relationship between the Rilion and, um, <coughs> and, the, um, and the Marik, Rabbi Yehuda made Takanas, many of them having to do with Hilchas Tumah V'Tahara, Hilchas Nida. For example, they weren't always waiting five days to make Afsiktara. Sometimes they were makel to go, or lady go to the mikvah, Anyay Mashmini, and this wasn't Minagashkenazim. And he wanted to make takanas. He made a, he sent out a kol kaire, an edict that with new takanas. And he said that if you don't accept these takanas, there will be a cherem. And uh, many um, of the rabbanim of the time, they they weren't happy with this, and they said, no, there is room to be mekel, and we're not mechuyev to listen to him. And especially if he wants to make a takana in his city, that's fine. But what about all the other cities? He has no he has no um, jurisdiction to to force us to do this. In the Marik and Simon Memtes, in the Chuvas Chadashas, which originally was printed at the end of Chuvas Rivasha Chadashas, it's a 19 page Chuva. Long Chuva, he goes through each thing and he defends the, uh, the, the really own and his uh, Takanas, and he starts off the tshuva, Arye Shoag Milo Yidag, when the lion, Yehuda the lion, roars, who's not afraid, to, to, uh, who's not afraid of that? So this was, uh, this was he, he stood against, he stood with him um, in this thing. Now in the Shalshalas HaKabola, Sefer Shalshalas HaKabola, was about a hundred years later, he writes over there that there was a machlaikis that erupted between the Marik and the Ridi Leon in Mantova, that made a big split in the city, and because of that, they were both kicked out of the city by the government. Um, from there, the Marik went to the city of Pavia, as we said last week, where the Ugar was, and the Reed uh, Dilon went to Nap- Naples, to Napoli, where uh, the Ugar was as well, as we said last week. Rabbi Yisif Buxbaum, the from Machayin Yerushalayim, in, the, in his uh, Taldus, he says, he didn't, he didn't find any proof anywhere to this story. The Shashal's Kabbalah, again, was a hundred years later, is the only one who cites it. He didn't find any proof in the Chuvas. Nobody else has any, any, any proof to it. And he says, if anything, we see uh, the, the Marik and the really uh, stood with the Reed de Leon against all the other Rabbanim of the time. He stood for him numerous times over and over. It's hard to understand they were getting to such a machlaikis. But, um, but okay, but he did go to Pavia that we did know, we do know. He ended up, he left Mantova went to Pavia. Now why? We see he wandered around Italy. He took his yeshiva with him. So it's not such a kasha. Now let's talk about his yeshiva. In Sherish Kufem Tess, he says, Ain't sipik biyodi I can't really go into length. Biyodikar, he says, he asked, one of the reasons I can't go into length, because yesterday, 
Higea Haina Halaimdim mi Bargayish, the Lamdim came from that city, Kide Lilmud be Yeshiva to learn in the Yeshiva, Umay Koshibenem is Haski Bizuas Asugya. And they have a very hard time when I'm involved in something else other than the Sugya we're learning, Vahadini Moim, and they're correct. I have to be in the Yeshiva Sugya. Um in Sharish Kuf Samach Tes, he says, Pilpul Hudavar Khashiv. Pilpul Lamdas, that's a very Khashiv thing. Vaday Pshita Shekenu, it's simple, that's true. But being well-versed and knowing Bikiyas, that's even more Chashev, he says. And in fact, he says, In that whole tshuva, he talks about this, he's talking about what's called someone's Rebbe Muvuk. He says, Rabbanus means being the Rebbe Muvuk. That's who taught you the Bikiyas, the being well-versed. To say that your Rebbe in Lamdus is your Rebbe Muvak, it's not more Mestaber. It's more Mestaber that the one who taught you Bikiyos is much more considered your Rebbe. And in fact, the Ramah in Reish Membez in Elchus Talmud over there, Kavit Chachamim, Sif Lamid, he says, when he's talking about Rabbi Muvuk, he says, Uviyamim Elu today, Ikur Rabbanus, what's called a person's Rebbe, Ene Tali B'mishalam De'apilpil V'chilukim Shinoyagim Bizman Hazeh. It's not Tali in the person who teaches you the Lamdas like the Bizman Hazeh. Rak B'mishalam De'pshat Halacha, the one who told you the simple Halacha. Ve'o'iyon ve'midu al-emes v'yoshu, the one who taught you what's the truth and how to come to the truth, quoting the Tshuva Samarik, that's our Marik. Now, in fact, in that Marik, when he says, he says it's um, his lashon is um, the like they do today. B'taisvis zman, taisvis zman ain't a raya by shum rabbanus. The one who teaches you taisvis zman, that's not your rabbi. What's taisvis zman? So the base Hillel um, and that Ramah he brings from his rabbi Meir Rabbi Reb Moshe, the author of the Chalkas Mechaykek, the Rav of Vilna. And he writes, In the days of the Marik, this is the way it worked. One's man, meaning half a year, they would learn halachas below taisus. They would just learn Gemara without any the taisus, meaning taisus is always kashas and terutzim and bubulim and chilukim. No, they would just learn halachas until achishkurim b'fiim over and over for half a year till they knew it well. And the Zman Hashani, the second half of the year, they will learn Taisvis Bi'ion Gado, they will learn the Taisvis with great depth, Shalalacha the Taisvis of the Gemaras that they learned in the first half of the year, So they would call that Zman of Yeshiva, the second half of the year, they would call it the Taisvisman. Taisvisman is the Zman when they learned the Lamdus and the, Chilk- the Chilukim and the Pulpulim. And that is what the Marik was referring to before when he said that the one who teaches you in the First man, that's your Rebbe, but the one who learns, who teaches you what they do today, entice this man, he says, I don't think that's called, that's not called Rabbanus, that's not called your Rebbe Muvak. Now one of his big Talmidim was the Bartanura, Rabbi Vajim Bartanura, the Rav. If you listen to our Shir on the Rav in the first few minutes, I explained that uh, this is what everyone seems to say. I didn't find a Raya Brura that he was a Talmud. He for sure knew him. The Marik quotes him in two places. He doesn't call him as, refer to him as my Talmud, but he gives him a very, some very Chashiva titles. But this is what they all say. They all say he was a Talmud of the Marik. Now in the Marik Svarim, he brings many, many other Svarim, some of them that we don't even know, only from the Marik. He must have had a massive access to a massive library. He also had a lot of Nuschais, a lot of versions that we don't have in Svarim, Svarim that we do have different versions. He had many Taisvis that we don't have. Um, Taisvis, again, was the Baliyat Taisvis. 
we don't have many of them that he had, we don't have. Now, in Shari Samach Kimmel, he says, Medumani, I think, Sharisi b'mordchai ha-gadol, me-ostreich, asher yesh be-kamadvarma, asher eina mitzayim b'mordchai shalafaneinu. There were two versions of the Mardchai in the back of the Gemara. There was the Mardchai, was called Maduras Ostreich, from Austria, was called the Mardchai Hagadol. And then there was the German version called the Maduras Rhinus from the Rhineland, which is what we have in the back of our Gemara, which is a shorter version. Now there's Hagais Mardchai on the side of the, uh, put into the, Mard, into the Mardchai, which a lot of it came from the Mardchai Hagadol. He is the first one, it seems, who quotes both, had access to both. So he says, I think I saw in the Mardchai Agadol, which he says um, has many things in it, which is not in the Mardchai that we have. That's the Mardchai of Rhinus. And in Shuvas Chadoshes Simavav, he says, I don't have the, mar- the, the lengthy Mardchai here in Mantova, but in Meshre, I had it over there, and I saw it in Meshre, Biyosi Sham, and I was there. Now, actually, there's a Ksav Yad uh, manuscript that we don't have that a sefer, the Marik called, called I'm sorry, the Marik authored, called Moire Mokam on the Mardchai. And basically, what he does is he um, <coughs> on the Mardchai he shows in the other places that the Mardchai talks about that Indian. And most of the things he says, I in here, look over here, Re over here. So this shows you his chashivas for the Mardchai, and in his forum we see that the Mardchai plays a very big role, again, for Chachmei Ashkenaz, the Mardchai plays a very big role in Psach. Let's just talk about how his, what he writes about some of the G'daylam, and the Rambam, in Sherish Kuchavav, he writes about the Rambam. Rabbeinu Moshe Beres HaTayra Kula, the Rambam explained the entire Torah, Mibli Yitzterech, you need nothing else. You don't need to go to Gemara's, anything. All you have to do is learn the Rambam. The Rambam himself writes that. And even though there are places we have things that we don't understand, and we ask the question from the Gemara, if if the Rambam was here, he would open the door for us, bigger than the ancient way of the Ulam, um, and he would answer the question. So we have to understand how great the Rambam was. And Rabbeinu Tam, in Sherish Nun Beis, Ein biyadeinu lahaziz divri agoyin Rabbeinu Tam, mimkayme, we don't have the power to move Rabbeinu Tam's words from his place, afilu kemalinima, even a hair's breath, we can't move it at all, we can't budge it. In Sherish Kufayin Aleph, he talks about Ram, Rashi, Rabbeinu Shloyme, sheheir eine ko Yisrael, valpi chachmasei v'tayrasa ilam ame, the world stands, and his chachman is tayra. But he writes an interesting thing there, he says, afilu hachi, Many things Rashi says is Osir. Rabbeinu Tam, his grandson, permitted it with his own Shikol Adas, with his own understanding. So you see, you could argue on, uh, on someone from before. And Rashi again in Sherish Kufan Ayin Aleph, he says, Like the way of Rabbeinu Shlaimai, Bipirushav, Bechol Talmud in his Pirushim of Gemara, Shekailu Kavana Meruba B'Matvarim. He includes a lot of intention in very few words. That is how he, uh, he viewed Rashi. Now he was very makbid on Minhagim of Kla Yisrael. He also <clears throat> gave a lot of strength to the power of a Kehila to make a Takana. Now, Legabe, this type of idea, and Sherish Tas is a famous tshuva. The Minig in uh, some places was that Shabbos Bereshis, they would sell the first Aliyah for the Torah. First Aliyah, they would sell it, and it didn't have to be a Kayan. 
and there was a certain place that the Kayan did not want to be Meichal and is covered, and he didn't want to leave, so they actually brought the police, and they took him out of the shul, and they wanted to know if they were right. And um, the, the Marik says, yeah, you're 100% right, and you're allowed to do that. And in, if you look in Shulchan Aruch, in the Mishabura, Kufla Medzayin, Sivkachin Yilchez, he brings this there, and in brackets he writes, Marik Shairish Tes, Ayin Sham, the Mishabura says, look there, Shemarich Bishvach Haminach Gazeh, that the Marik in length talks about, he's Mishabeach, he praises this Minig for this Kavad Atayra that they used to do. Now in Shairish Kuf Samach Tes, he asks, and he's writing to the Mari Broina, and he writes, he says, there's a, the the Hagois Hasmak, the Hagois on the Smak is called the Smak Mitzurich. And he the Marie Breiner says maybe he's just bringing he brings a lot of shitas and he is malak at them, but who says you could be saying on him for Psak? He says, Shekasafta that he writes all the deus and not a psak alocha davertema be'enai. This is a wonder in my eyes. Heich pek kadosh emer davertzeh. How such a holy mouth say such a thing? Delama terech v'chibur kol agayis. Why did he do that? Why did he make this whole book im loy lifsek halacha if not to paskin halachas? In Cherish Kufnan Aleph, he writes about Rabbeinu Shimshim Mishans, the Rash Mishans. He's Taisus Rash Mishans, and he's brought in Taisus as well, and he's also on the Mishnayis of Zroim. The Rash is on the side over there. He writes, Im Kitirutza near Dachok, even though his tarot seems to be a Dachok, forced, Miyavayachar Amelech, whose could come after the king, Shekvarnisparsim Bechalat Talmud, Maisetokvog Varasa, his strength and his, and his Gvura. In the entire Talmud, Halem Ksuvim al Sefer Divrea Taisus Ashayazat, look at the Taisus that he wrote, you'll see his words play on the Psukim in uh, Megillah Esther. In Shairish Yates, he gives us an inkling into what was going on in the time. He ends it off, he signs Nu'um HaNitrad Bechavli Azman, the one who's busy with the troubles of the time, the, uh, the uh, Kosher Bishal Shos, the one who's tied with chains. In Kuf Memtes, um, <clears throat> he writes on the people who are matter, whatever the, this case was over there, he says, I, I'm, I'm astounded because Rambu Hayoy Misparzim put together. There are many people who breach the fences of the Torah. Bartzenu Shemam, our land is desolate. Because Protzis ain't Chaima, he says, there's all cracks in the wall. Tachas Chizek is and instead of strengthening the cracks and the walls of Tyra, the Ligder Gidra, and to, and to close up its breaches, he says, Instead, they're going to be from the ones who permit it, things that no one ever thought of as Mutter. So you see, that was like the Ruach of the time. In Shairish Lamed Zayin, Legabe Trefus, he says, that um, when it comes to trefus, you should always be machmer. Kayach di surah adif. The power of making something usur by trefus is better. He says, What could I do? The generation doesn't want to be listened to be stringent. Based on the Gemara, the Gemara says over there, anyone who's mekel, rather they want to be mekel. He says, when I saw this, he says, I stopped eating behema gasa. I stopped eating a shechit of animals. Unless it's the people that we put in to check it. Two people have to check it, and they also they have to listen to what I told them. Anything, any type of lesions is treif. That's the only way I'll eat it. If not, not, because I see that they want to be moderate. So just to talk about his farim, there's the Chuvas Marik, like we said before, he calls them Sharashim. It was printed in 1519 after he was Nifter, and it was already accepted in Klai Yisrael. 
Rabbi Chil Ashkenazi was from the Chachmi Yushalayim of that generation. He writes in a tshuva, he says, I'm not going to bring the Lashon of the Marik. Yanki tshuvas Marik mitsuyas beveis kol bar beirav zil karibay. Every Rav has the tshuvas in his house. This was just a little bit after it was printed. Go look at it there. I don't have to bring it to you, everybody. I don't have to quote it. Everyone has it. And especially if in the 1500s when the, when the Beis Yosef wrote his Pirish and he brought it as the, one of the most prominent, it became the, one of the foundations of Psak Halacha. He also has Pirushim Alatayra and Rambam and Smag in one Sefer, the Shuvas Marika Chadoshes and the Chadushim Marik and the Smag on Hilchas Pesach. In Sherish Kufa in Aleph, he talks about his Anivas a little bit. He says, I have the power to pay this person back. And to put him in cherem, he writes, Who's going to do it? The Arabeim in Ashkenaz and Sarfas, that they were makbid, they're very makbid um, on my honor. Amnam, he says, I'm not going to do it. Adam, Adam, Hashem, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to dive into Hashem. And he says, even though I'm not Michael, the Aveir is not erased. One day maybe he'll, Hashem will pay him back, but I'm not going to take revenge. And in the Chadoshim in Simul Hey he says, He says, I, I know my Averis because I have many Tzoris, something with his son, and continuing today. That hopefully he collected some of my debt to him and was Michael Mayaveris. Like we said, the last few years of his life he was in Pavia and he was Nifter in about the year Reish Mem, 1480, like we said before from the Shvus Yaakov. In Shuvas Reb Israel ben Reb Shloimediana from the Chachme Italia, the Chachme Italy, after in the next generation, he writes as follows. Um, he writes in Simon Sadi Dalit, he says about Kvarim, he says there were Kvarim in Pavia, and he says when the Jews were expelled from Pavia in 1489, one of the Goyim built a big, big binyanim, big buildings on top of the Beis HaKvaris. And when the Jews came back to Pavia in the Me'at Sarfatim, the French took over that area in about 1500 to 1520 or something like that, he says, so the Jews came back, they didn't want to start up with the person who would put the buildings on top of the Beis HaKvaris. And this Reb this Israel, Ben Reb Shleim says, I had a lot of pain. In that Beis HaKvaris, where those buildings are standing on top of it, the Marik was buried. I wanted to go and daven by his kever. Um, I wanted to go over there and dive in there every single year. I wasn't able to do it. That's where the Marik is buried in Pavia, unfortunately, a destroyed Beis Akvaris. But this is the Marik whose words live on again in our daily halacha and our daily learning. So many things we do are based on these, on the chuvas of the Marik. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and Kaltov.